Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. But back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Click that subscribe, click that download, click uh, write us a nice little message. But of course, Davey, where else can they find us? You can find us every Wednesday night, youtube.com forward slash up next at around 10.30 Eastern Time. Uh, where we do our our live version of this show. So you can join in, you can chat to us on YouTube. We also do our live watch-alongs. Obviously, we just had one last week for uh, Full Gear, which we were joined with Way for the show. Oh, that was fun. Um, But that was a fun night, a long night on on camera. So much guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, But yeah, we love doing our watch-alongs and our YouTube room. So hit that subscribe button, youtube.com forward slash up next. And join us for these live shows. Yeah, we go on YouTube every Wednesday night. We are your NXT friends. And oh, you friends. didn't. You, you missed it. You missed your cue. You went. You went down. And was friends. Like, friends. <laughs> yes, there we go. Uh, and we watch NXT every week. And you mentioned we did AEW Full Gear. Uh, we joined forces. It was cross. The 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 borders were open. Cross promotion. Post next. Post next. Uh, yeah. Post wrestling. Up next. We we were joined by Way, and we talked about full gear and uh, was some people's like show of the year already. Mm. Definitely. We we praised uh, most of it. Yes. Other than that elite deletion things. But go listen to that show wherever you find your podcast for free and the video version, like you mentioned on our YouTube. But uh, yeah, like we we talk about NXT every week and. This is definitely a week where I probably would have wanted to watch the fallout from the pay-per-view. So I probably would have tuned into Full Gear if yeah, I wasn't I'm doing the show. I'm going to be honest. I didn't want to watch NXT this week. Um, <laughs> We're a turncoat. We, we are your NXT friends and we love NXT. Yeah. But um, yeah, I certainly felt there was more buzz this week. Uh, the fallout of Full Gear 
uh, I, I was definitely interested in. Um, we will be watching it later, of course. Uh, once we finish this, we normally have a little walk around the neighborhood and relax a little and then stick on a bit of AEW. And we'll be talking all about that tomorrow on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash up next for our episode of Up Next, talking all about tonight's AEW. So check that out. I haven't seen any spoilers. All I know is I'd better be talking about Hangman Page more again tomorrow. That's okay. all I know I want to talk about. And that just uh, gives us a chance to tell the YouTube room uh, <laughs> to respect spoilers, if you if you don't mind. So wow. thank you. Respect You're always spoilers. normally very good at that, so thank you. Uh, yeah, Wednesdays we finish the show and then we go, since we can't go out anymore. Remember those days? That mm-hmm. feels like years ago when we could go to an actual bar. Um, and now we just decide to take a little roadie around the neighborhood and it seems like every wednesday there there's like this like midnight bonfire that we keep walking by but every time we like want to get we're interested want to you know go over and investigate they don't they don't look like you know the nicest group of people no fire's cool though the fire is fire the fire is fire (laughs) just like the chat uh yeah so it's i mean it used to be back in the days we'd finish um up next and we'd have time to make last call when bars close at yeah. two. Um, and then obviously recently the, uh, the laws have changed. So they, they close at 11 and we were meant to be, well, I work in the service industry and we were preparing to open indoor dining uh. again this weekend and which I was very much looking forward to as the weather's turning and, and you know, that's how I make money. I make money by serving people and people don't want to be served in the cold. So indoor dining coming back, um, I was looking forward to, but they changed the laws where we were going to close earlier at 9 PM, but now they've scrapped indoor dining as well. So yeah, it's, it's kind Just of tough. Mess. Um, a lot of, a lot of friends in the industry, um, are kind of concerned. And I know this is happening kind of all over the world, all over the world. Um, but yeah, it, things are, Getting more and more serious. I know other parts of the world are in lockdown right now or going into yeah. lockdown. I don't think we're that far off that happening here. Um, but it's, yeah, it sucks because um, it's me personally. It's it's fucking with me, and I know it's fucking with a lot of people. Definitely. Um, and at this point, I kind of feel like I just would rather everything just closed or everything opens. I'm fed up of like you can do this, but you guys can't do that, and hmm. it's pissing me off, Brayden. I just hate that, like, everywhere in the world, uh, first of all, like, we're obviously, we're wrestling fans, and some of our listeners know we like to travel and go to wrestling shows when we can, and do shows, and cover shows, and stuff like that, and that's a diff- that's a totally different thing that I miss, like, meeting our, our friends all over, our, like, network of friends and listeners and, and stuff, that's super fun, but, like, obviously, we're we're in Toronto here, and, like, my favorite places are shutting down. One of my favorite venues in Kensington Market. Like, it feels like half of Kensington Market Toronto yeah. is shut down. Where am I supposed to rave? Raves aren't a thing anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, just like bars and, and just like places all over. Think of all the cities you travel to and stuff that will be totally changed for the rest of history yeah. because of this thing. And not just places and bars, but like, family owned businesses and, and mom and pa shops when For sure, is yeah. the future just going to be Walmart's like, cause big corporations when things settle and the dust clears, you know, but it's, it's, it sucks. So wherever you may be, keep holding on. Uh, it's like this up and down thing. Again, Canada, we're going into to winter and it's, it's going to suck. So at least we have wrestling to watch. Yeah. We've been lucky. We've had a beautiful week. Yeah. Um, it's been gorgeous here. Yeah. It was 22 degrees yesterday. 
It was warm. It, I was like, it in was warm. I was some, out like, in a t-shirt. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty nice. Um, now it's getting a little cooler, but I was grateful to have that week. It was very nice. Uh, that I've, I went on, uh, Instagram and Twitter the other day. I got some attention on there because the other day I was out for a nice walk. Cause again, beautiful. I walked through, uh, the U of T University of Toronto campus mm-hmm. and I accidentally stumbled onto a movie set. Right. And I was on in the catering section and then I just kind of pretended like, I belonged there and started walking, inching, inching closer to a movie set and then didn't get to the movie set. But I didn't know what it was. So time goes on and I find that it's uh, Man from Toronto, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. And they're shooting all over. They just filmed in like Brampton and all this stuff around. So I am I was potentially in range of Woody Harrelson. So then I decided to DM Woody Harrelson. Because I feel like me and him would get along. I feel like he might need like a, a smoke buddy, but I think COVID is pre- is pre- preventing that from happening too. Because he's probably scared. He's like, oh, dude, I probably want to. I hang reckon out. on that set, he's probably got twenty smoke buddies. He's probably, he, you know. But I sent him. I shot my shot. I sent him a nice DM and I said, Woody, you know, if you need a local guy, I'll take you around Koreatown, Toronto. We can hang out. We can talk about aliens. Norm we can talk about all the things, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. But I'm gonna get him here. He's gonna, one day you're going to come home from work. Probably doesn't want to talk about his past movies. Either. No, no, no. He definitely, <laughs> he, it's a show, but definitely, definitely. I'm going to get him in the backyard oh, yeah. and we're going to hang out with future carnage and we'll talk about all the stuff and it'll, the world will re- rejoice. Text me when it happens <laughs> and I'll be there. I'm just going to send you a picture and you'll be mad. You missed okay, out on right. hanging out with Woody. <laughs> uh, but there's, that's like the only thing, like things are shut down, but they're still allowed to film movies. And Batman and all sorts over there, but uh, it's just like what a world. Yeah, uh, they the, the Spider Man three shots where Tom Holland's wearing a Spider Man mask, and yes. then his mask. Then on the top. mask. Yeah, <laughs> wear your mask. Uh, it's just an interesting time because movies aren't like coming out like they used to. What's the Oscars going to be this year? Uh, Sonic. What is it? It's going to be Sonic. <laughs> it's going to be Bad Boys for Life. Uh, King Ooh, of Staten sorry. Island. Uh, You're saying Chicago Pete Davidson? Seven. <laughs> Pete Davidson. They're the, the only shot. fucking films that have come out. What would win the Oscars this year? Yeah, I don't know if that's, that's a thing. J- Jim Carrey for for Sonic Robotnik. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but it was good. I liked it. It was fun. <laughs> One of the best films I've seen in a cinema this year. <laughs> we watched him. We watched him as Joe Biden on SNL with Dave Chappelle the the last Saturday. After we finished our full gear show, we definitely uh, went and jumped on that. Watching Joe Biden run down the alley mm-hmm. like Ultimate Warrior. Good, good home quality, restaurant quality. Restaurant quality, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess we, as you can tell, we're not super excited to talk about NXT this week because it feels like... Like, some things happened, but really... Well, before we go into it, let's promote some shows we've got coming up. Um, because you might have thought Spooky Season was over, oh. but it isn't for us. Because this Friday, it is Friday the 13th. So we thought we'd go back to 1980 and have a look at Friday the 13th. The original. Yeah, and come celebrate Friday the 13th with us. With us. It'll be in your feed on Friday. Uh, on the Patreon feed. We'll talk um, about the superstitions too. As well as on Sunday, we're coming up to one of the big four pay-per-views in just a couple of weeks with Survivor Series. So we're doing a very special best match ever covering our favorite non-elimination matches from Survivor Series. So we're talking 
Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. We're talking Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne last from year. last year. We're talking about Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg? Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Absolutely. I was there. <laughs> yeah, so many good matches um, from Survivor Series that we'll be looking back on. And that'll be available on Sunday. And then next week, we're, we're gearing up for Survivor Series. Um, Andrew, Andrew Thompson's been chatting shit. On mad, the internet. Mad shit. But Way rebuttaled on and the Full Way, Gear show. Way, if you listen to our Full Gear show, yeah. gave his reply. It's heated. It's going to be our second annual Survivor Series draft game. And, Brayden, we need to... One of us needs to win this one. We have some issues here. So, this is a Patreon show, and if you want the podcast version of it, you'll get it. But if you want to listen to it and join in and be part of the show, be the game show audience, it is happening not this Thursday, but next Thursday, live on our YouTube. You can join in and help decide a winner in this. We have to find the undisputed up next champion we, we have do. to we and do. it's it's come down to a few things davey you created these games you're like chris jericho who never wins money in the bank yeah essentially but i invented everything yeah yeah uh and then i'm just here to get screwed over all the time and that that's where we bring it's in because you don't read the rules brayden john Cena, <laughs> host of shot in the dark free on the patreon by the way uh he's going to be joining us as well, because I got a bone to pick with him. He screwed me out of the title. I would have been champion if it wasn't for him stealing my TLC at the Greatest SummerSlam game event. So he's back. This feud is some great... We do better long-term storytelling than the actual Fed. Oh, with this and our 2K games. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, it's, we're, we're pretty good. It is pretty Wait good. Wait till we get that AEW GM mode game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, you've got that to look forward to. As we said, it is available. If you happen to log in live next Thursday at 7 p.m., you get to have it for free, but we will be taking it down and giving it just to our patrons after. So if you want a taster for us, log in youtube.com forward slash up next next Thursday at 7 p.m. But also we do like our movies here in the BDE. So next week we'll be doing another free Batman review. Ooh. This time we're we're talking about the animated series and their movie that came yeah. out in theaters mask of the phantasm you guys asked for it so we're doing it we said hey uh, it's a cartoon it's animated does it count it wasn't theaters and people really seem to love this movie so fuck it we're adding it to the batman uh journey through, yes through gotham so mask of the phantasm that's out next week as well next friday so uh, all the shows. We just did a November to Remember 1995, Ray Mysterio, mm. Psychosis, yep. Mexican Deathmatch. That's up there on the feed. Uh, all the shows in the back catalog, North American Championship tier, $5 a month, gets you access to all the shows, all the past games to find out, was I screwed? Was I screwed? Is Way a real champion? Is Andrew Thompson a real champion? You got, you can listen to all the shows we do to prep yourself for next week, but patreon.com slash upnest. Go check out all the stuff we are doing there. And while you're at it, at, uh, at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for the follows there, uh, including the newly crowned Hangman Pages, the new BDE, five-time BDE championship. Well, winner. hopefully his reign will last as long as Johnny Gargano's because oh. I am taking that off of you later tonight. <sighs> wow. Yeah. I want to see Woody Harrelson play Hangman Page in a movie. Okay. That would be a good combo. I think it will be just like... Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more smoking weed. Uh, let's go to NXT from Wednesday, November 11th. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Remembrance Day. 
uh, wherever you may be. And yes, NXT Wednesday, November 11th, 2020th. We start off with a video package for Veterans Day and, um, everyone involved, even Space Force, I got out of there. And, uh, yep. Space Force, thanks for protecting us, Steve Carell. From space, people. I got like uncomfortably stoned the other night and I couldn't sleep and I watched Ancient Aliens, but like I put it on. Okay. You know what that show is? The documentary. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I got about half an hour in and I was like, I need, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> did you watch Space Force? No, I never did. It was no. good. I liked it. Uh, Steve Carell. Uh, uh, you don't like Steve Carell? Uh, oh, come on. You're, you're on a lonely fucking island uh, there. Like, like he left the office and like, what have you done for me lately? Space Force. He's done a lot of films. Uh, I, I don't Space hate Force. him. He's great. I'm just like, I John like Malkovich him. as well. I like John Malkovich is in Space Force. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Don't hold your breath. Let's go to Johnny Gargano, the North American champion of NXT. He starts the show, but he's got the wheel of challenger and he starts to sing the Wheel of Fortune theme while thrusting his hips. Yeah, this song's popular in NXT. The Wheel of Fortune yeah, theme? This used to be Blue Pants theme, right? That cat, Big Cass would sing. Oh, right. Sure it was Wheel of Fortune. Oh, right? was it? Oh, I mean, it should have been singing Jeopardy theme. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Johnny Gargano says, respect the wheel. He says, I made history becoming a two-time North American champion. The first time, in my first defense, I lost. You could call it bad luck. But then I went on to win the NXT championship and the same thing happened. Title go bye-bye. I'm cursed, I tell ya. With one spin here, though, someone gets an opportunity. And when there's a wheel, there's a way. So he decides he's, he's, it's got a, a wheel he made custom with his face in the middle with all these names of potential challengers for his title. However... One of the names is like a piece of paper scratched over, like written that says Leon Ruff. Out of all of them, it sticks out like a sore thumb. He spins the wheel and the wheel spins and spins and spins. And clearly it's got some sort of magnetic rig to it that, of course, lands. So spinning back the other way. Yeah, it goes like up and down and then goes all the way back to Leon Ruff. And he goes, whoa, that's totally unpredictable. Leon Ruff, wow, incredible. <laughs> Leon Ruff, come on down. And out comes the challenger now, Leon And Ruff. he's like a contestant coming on down. Yeah. He's like smiling and happy. <laughs> Me? What? No. I'm getting real. I think it's JBL who once did like a draw for a challenger. And then it was like Shannon Moore. Oh. And then like someone revealed that all the ballots That's were right, Shannon yeah. Moore. Yeah. Count the ballots. <laughs> uh, so Leon Ruff is now going to challenge Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Johnny Gargano with the size advantage. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> bigger. He picks up Ruff in a fireman carry and hits a face plant. Uh, Ruff escapes some hold and just like does these rope springboard escape. He's like a cat here bouncing around and, and Johnny keeps, can't get him. Um, and then Johnny finally gets his hands on him, just throwing him around. Uh, on the outside, Johnny sees Priest is watching, like, through the glass. So he looks at the camera, like, posing, like, look at this loser. So Priest just walks around. Out of it. Yeah. And, like, comes up to Johnny, who gets a little scared here. Uh, but he does his arrow pose, mocking Priest before. It was pretty funny. Uh, so Johnny gets into the ring after being scared by Priest. 
and Ruff rolls him up for a two count. Johnny hits him with a huge lariat and then goes for a lawn dart. But there's a distraction. Like He keeps looking over at Priest, which allows Ruff to counter one of Johnny's moves here into like a Yoshi tonic type crucifix style of a move. A crucifix pin. Yeah, like with the kind of bomb with it. Yeah, like a crucifix bomb type pin. And Leon Ruff pins Johnny Gargano to become the new NXT North American Championship. And Johnny Gargano is absolutely livid. He grabs the title, like, no, this isn't my, this isn't happening. And Leon Ruff is like out of there. And the funniest bit is Damien Priest, uh, puts the, the title around Kyrie's falling down. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Just our sets falling down on us. Um, Damien Priest puts the title around Leon Ruff's waist, but it's too big for him and just falls right down. Right to his feet. Right to his feet. Um, Triple H has now taken a photo, because you have to, with yeah. your new champion, and it's the same pose. The, the title's around, and Triple H is pointing right. the title on, <laughs> around his feet, around his ankles. Now, this uh, I found this very entertaining, actually. I wasn't expecting this to happen at all, but good for Leon Ruff. He's someone that, during those initial kind of quarantine empty arena things they uh he was always there he was on raw he was on smackdown he was in nxt uh it was really cool to kind of see him win something the question is does it cheapen the title a bit because he's not like a serious contender at this point and i see it as a stepping stone i think i I think there's story i I hope it's it it means a big thing for him um I really do. And Johnny Gargano sold it fantastically, but this didn't really quite give the same thing as I I think of when Triple H was champ in 2000s and is just that mega heel. And there was that time Jericho pinned him and obviously it was reversed later. But I remember he'd have matches against, like he had one against Tucker Michinoku on SmackDown and had one against, I think, Brooklyn Brawler. And he would do this thing where he's like the big monster heel champion and these guys almost actually get a win over him. And I don't think Johnny Gargano is quite at that monster, monster heel <laughs> level. Um, he was here. But it was entertaining. It was it was fun. They go to commercial after this victory, this shock. And we see as they come back from break, Leon Ruff is backstage with Priest, who's like scared that Johnny is now chasing after him to beat him up. So Priest gives Leon Ruff his car keys and says, here... Go to the parking lot. I have, I'm, I'm got the black challenger. Drive off. Go for it. Take, go get out of here. Johnny's going to be pissed. So he takes the keys from Priest and he dips. So now Johnny shows up and he's mad and he's in the face of Priest. And Priest says, you choked. You, you just choked. And what now William Regal and the referees are involved. And Johnny's like, it's, this was like, this was a farce that everyone knows Johnny hates wheels. This is, there's like, no contract signing, blah, blah, blah. This is blah. fake. This isn't, this is no contract. This is nothing. Reverse this. Regal, reverse it. And he says, no, it was your idea. So you need to go cool off. He says, you're too hot at I can't talk to you. So Johnny's just screaming. He's livid. Priest is laughing. And Johnny's upset. I really liked Priest giving the keys to Ruff. I thought that was pretty cool. It made just him seem like a good baby face, but it's also kind of a, a baller move, you know? He's probably got two cars back there. He's probably parting there tonight anyway, so needs like, to Uber hey, home. I'll be picking this up in the morning anyway. Just go know. drive to my house. There's a hot tub in the back. Yeah, <laughs> me there. Champagne's in the fridge. 
Um, You'll meet Rachel and Emily. They'll they'll take care of you. Brandy, Lauren, or yeah. someone. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> our new champion is Leon Ruff. Yeah, he is the North American champion. As we're recording this right now, we go to our next match. Another title match here: Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma taking on Jake Atlas. Now we <laughs> we had Jake last week chase after the boys with a lead pipe and then like drove off hit one and then he's jumped like, in his car and yeah. locked the door and drove <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh they said earlier today he did the same thing like he drove up and he he attacked two of the guys and he's like ah, i got you see i'll get you again so he's got the other one now so of course legato ringside here are in the ring with santos like selling like oh yeah oh we're we're hurt from this lead pipe so uh Santos is now taking on Jake, and you notice anything different with Jake Atlas? Uh, was it was it new music? It was new music. I'm happy that you caught that. Uh, yeah, Jake Atlas has my new favorite theme in wrestling now. Um, I apparently this theme uh, is it still standing or something was used like in TNA or it's a proper song. MLB the Show apparently like this. Most entrance themes just have kind of the same sort of. 30 40 seconds on a loop and even yeah. if there are lyrics it's just the same verse and chorus repeated at least in modern wrestling that's right. how the songs are you played this after nxt this is a proper verse there's like a guy rapping there's a girl singing there's a bridge there's yeah stand strong pretty good stand strong by roost jukes and the archetype featuring sarah miller uh yeah i don't know i searched J- jake atlas new nxt theme and it popped up a few things down and uh i think it's a banger i, I don't I necessarily fits him i think it does but it's just it's just a sick theme uh yeah. so he got a good one out of they probably were like look we we can get any of these songs in a bank here and he's like hey that one works i don't know how it is as entrance music but as a song it it's pretty yeah, it comes out he was like it gets you hyped up so shout out jake atlas's new theme because right. it was banging yeah uh looks good so we see jake atlas versus santos for the cruiserweight championship and we see escobar who uh hits atlas early on with a side russian leg sweep and then turns it into some sort of like leg wrap around the neck fantastic yeah move, that. I know you were you were loving it uh jake atlas though gets to his feet goes for a head scissors but gets caught face planted escobar scouts him a lot in this match santos beats down on him until atlas fights back and hits a huge forearm there's then uh mendoza and wild up on the apron who gets super kicked and then the pipe is reintroduced the lead pipe but uh <laughs> there's then like um a picture-in-picture. Picture. Atlas kicks it away <laughs> yeah. from Mendoza, who tries to use it, and then he uses it on both of them again. So, in the video game, if you use a weapon on a manager, you still get DQ'd, but not in real life. Because mm. he just used it. He, they weren't in the match. So, he's allowed to... He's a baby face. It's fine. He's allowed to lay that yeah. pipe. So, he does that. And <laughs> uh, he then does this, like, springboard into the ring to hit Santos with a springboard blockbuster for a two count. This looked great. They do go to commercial break, but when we come back, they tell us that the boys, Legado del Fantasma, were like sent away. They were not, no longer allowed to be ringside. Uh, Santos hits an, hits an avalanche hurricane Rana and then hits a frog splash for a two count. There's then a comeback from Jake who hits a running hurricane Rana, then a German suplex and Enzigiris and Jake kind of goes for a, Tope Suicida didn't quite get all of it as 
Michael Cole would say. Uh, but then back in the ring, there's roll-ups and other roll-ups. And then Santos hits this sort of like a single hook kick kind of move. But then like uh, Atlas comes back. There's a great back and forth, honestly, um, between these guys. They're really fast and they clearly know each other just a little bit. There's Senton, a PK, Moonsaults. And then Santos scouts the cartwheel DDT, Jake Atlas's finishing move. He knows he's going for it, but kind of plays possum. Catches him when he goes for the move, butterflies him and hits him with that butterfly lift into the knee lift, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a lift into another lift. Well, the the double knees there and Santos. buster on the knees. Yeah, yeah, sure. Santos pins Atlas and regains the cruiserweight championship. I thought this was good. I, I liked it more than they got given a bit more time and a bit more. Uh, it was a bit more even than their first match a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And I like both of these guys. I just don't feel maybe these two click as well. Like, I really like both of them. But I there's something that feels off for me with the match. I, I don't know if it's just the feud that I think the feud's a little dead. Um, but the match was entertaining. I just feel... I feel this cruiserweight division, I think Santos Escobar's an excellent character. And it, it's so much better than when it was just 205 cruiserweights i feel the characters are more defined um but kind of after that drake maverick feud i don't think there's been a feud as kind of hot as that yeah and i think santos is capable of it i just don't know quite who's gonna step up to i want something a bit more meaningful yeah i i get it they they tried with this little feud but it was jake had his offense a few weeks back in that crazy multi-man and then like yeah i don't think i cared like i didn't really care who won coming out of it yeah they he, there needs to be a better a, a more solid feud yeah in the cruiserweight division so uh, i like jake though and i think he's you he definitely got a bright future but uh santos definitely is like the main character in the cruiserweight division he's the champ and it, he, it's it's better that he stays this way for a little bit longer uh with this reign um, I actually thought this was, I guess, my match of the night. I don't know. Was there really? Th- I don't think there was one. I, I guess I, this I was. I really, yeah, th- this was good. But yeah, I wasn't leaping out my seat or anything. Yeah. So we go to uh, a recap of Candice LeRae, who's talking about the tank last week. But then we 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 have Shotzi, who says the tank represents who I am. It's more than just a prop. It's not just cool. It represents freedom. My family were in the military, so not everyone knows that's why I also use a tank. And Candace, we're not going to to get even. We're, we're way past being even. I have a message for you. I'm not looking for payback or revenge. I'm just looking to kick your ass. So Shotzi is mad at Candace and... We'll get her revenge. I mean, rightfully so. She broke her tank. Yeah. It's pretty mean. It is mean. It is mean. Do you think they're going to have any sort of stipulation match? Tank match. What is a tank match? Is it like an ambulance match? I want to find out. You beat them up and shove them in the tank? I want to find out. It sounds great. (laughs) I don't know what a tank match is. I think we're going to get some kind of stip match. uh, Falls down anywhere. No DQs. Maybe a a tank match. Who knows? Be like Twisted Metal. What was that? WWE Crush Hour? They had that game. The, the cars okay. and the, it could be a destruction derby yeah match all right cinema match let's do Shotzi it. and candace and candace has got like a, a i i think these two derby. are kind of crazy enough to not need a 
Cinematch. I think they can do a bunch of really cool stuff. Yeah. With just a general plunder match. So you don't want to see them in cars and crashing and stuff. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I think I saw enough car parks on Saturday. Where with uh, the elite deletion? Was there a parking lot? There was a car. There's a tractor. (laughs) There's a monster truck. Yeah, there was a monster truck. That was it. Yeah, Uh, golf buggies. Golf buggies. Monster trucks. Private party in their car. Yeah, but this is a tank though. I don't want any more cinematics. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Shotzi, sh- yeah, me too. Shotzi should just show up in an actual tank again. Remember she just had one one week? Yeah. Yeah. She should just do that. Yeah. Just it, as when they're about to move from the performance center, she can just like smash through it in her tank. Jeez. For an entrance. Wow. Great. That'd be, that's a little excessive. <laughs> <laughs> I think there should be a spot where she like fakes that she's going to literally run over Candace. It'd be with like Pierce tank. Brosnan in Goldeneye going through Russia. <laughs> With the tank. Yeah. 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 It'll be just like that. It'll be, and then it'll be like Austin Powers when he's move and the guy's like really far away and he's like move and he's ah, they'll do that. But it's Shotzi in a tank. Uh, so Shotzi wants revenge. Obviously we're going to Shotzi Candace in the near future, but Candace has a match later tonight. We have, is it Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis? What's happening? So there's, we just see a picture. Uh, Dexter Loomis is doing one of his other kind of caricature drawings, and it's uh, Cameron Grimes looking at the zombie ref with his eyes popping out. Oh, it's a pretty cool picture. Yeah, he's but he's a good artist. Dexter, yeah. yeah, he's pretty talented. See him in like Leicester Square or like Times Square doing these drawings for people. Can't, do this, I wonder if these people still do that right now in a pandemic. Are they allowed? I don't know. No, the draw. I mean, it's pretty socially distant. They're just drawing people. Creepy. I mean, you pay for it. You ask. Yeah, for but it. no one's paying Dexter, and no one's asking Dexter. That makes it creepy. <laughs> if someone just started drawing you. That would be pretty weird. I mean, his character is creepy. Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> we go to our next match, Raquel Gonzalez. Now, this might be the most. This was inter- a, what I was looking forward to tonight. <laughs> this is the most interesting story. Yeah. In NXT tonight, um, maybe going right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm about to begin to describe. Okay. Raquel Gonzalez comes out because she has a scheduled match against Zia Lee. Because Zia Lee last week challenged, begged, pretty much begged William Regal, like, hey, I want to fight Raquel. And he's like, uh, are you sure about that? And she's like, yeah, I am. So that match is scheduled. Raquel Gonzalez waiting in the ring now and no Zia Lee. Instead, out comes Boa. He comes down to the ring and says, I'm sorry, uh, I've come here to tell you that Zaya Lee cannot wrestle you tonight. And Raquel Gonzalez is like, yo, what do you mean? She asked me for the match. I don't care about this. She challenged me, so she better come out here and fight me. And he's like, yo, I'm sorry. Uh, she, she's not going to be wrestling. And then he goes to leave. So Raquel... I mean, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd she, be pretty she mad. Got, she'd have had to be tested... To come in here. Yeah, it's WWE. I don't know. No, they're, te- they're testing now. Like, <laughs> now. Now. It took them a few months, but yeah, they're they on are. track. Like, I'd be mad. It's not like you're just turning up for work. It's like there was, there's shit you have to go through right now. Yeah. She, and you ain't going to show up. Also, you made it, you made it public that you wanted to, like, fight her. Like, yeah. Zaya, you wanted the match. So, what the hell? So, as Boa goes to leave, uh, Raquel attacks Boa and starts throwing him around and starts like trash talking him. She asked for this, Boa. <laughs> <laughs> NXT love having the bigger women just beat up men. It's great. On the show, yeah, it's it? awesome. So 
<laughs> Raquel hits the like Texas tornado bomb on Boa here, lays him out and says, you tell everybody, take my name out of your mouth. Tell her, take your, my name out of her mouth and leaves and just leaves Boa like laid out here. But then the lights go dark and turn red and like mysterious lights weird dark, you have like a lights. white chinese dragon going dragon. through the led screen. yeah the led follows this dragon that's floating through leading up to the the stage the entrance ramp there with with like a fog machine the smoke going off and out comes this old guy yeah, let us know YouTube room if anyone knows who this is. Uh I'm unfamiliar with him, but yeah, an an older, well-dressed uh Chinese man. He comes out who is obviously associated somehow with Boa and Zia Lee. Mm, somehow. He comes down and he looks to hand Boa one of those letters. But then he also like grabs Boa's hand or wrist and like marks his hand or at least looks like he is. And maybe it looked like it was already there. I don't know what he was doing. And then leaves and walks off through the smoke machine. <laughs> this was the highlight of the show for me. This is honestly the one story I'm invested in, in NXT right now. Um, is what is going on? Thing. Now I, on SmackDown right now, SmackDown has been pretty good yeah for main roster it's been pretty good the last okay. uh couple of months and it's mainly down to this story with roman reigns and the the family and it feels very kind of godfather-esque it, it, i'm getting these real like mob vibes like okay. roman is the godfather and you respect him right you know and you respect your family okay i feel like we're getting a similar kind of thing with with zia lee it feels very mobster family to me but we don't know who is the who is the godfather ah. who's pulling the strings well, this why, guy. why are they letting down the fact but is this just another messenger it's never the it's oh. never the godfather who does the hits you right like, yeah. it's never tony you get paulie right yeah yeah so is this paulie well maybe i've gone to sopranos now but well I'm just confused. Like, is this, I, this is clearly the guy who's been writing these letters and paying. Is it though? Yeah, I think so. Uh, like we thought week one, it was Boa doing this. And now I, I think there's still a, a, a guy above this guy. No, this guy's the old, there's always an old guy. And the old guy, like the, the old guy who's been the right hand man for like, all so you're saying life. there's another guy. I think there's a super boss, a, yeah. an actual fucking dragon. <laughs> Maybe which dragon, not dragon Lee. Not Dragon Lee. No, uh, that'll be a different entrance in NXT, I'm sure. But something Dragon, I don't know. Wait a second. You're not thinking what, like... Uh, I think I think no. we're on the same page here. No, yeah. you don't think. All comes back around. NXT legend? Richie Steamboat? Oh my god. That's what I think. No, yeah. don't don't tease me. Don't... Yeah. Wow, real ones, no. That would be... That would be the old... Everyone would be like, who... <laughs> <laughs> but honestly we get Chris Hero back Richie Steamboat highlight of NXT 2012 yeah feud of the year shout out Richie Steamboat shout out Richie Steamboat so what's going on with this dragon man I it sounds I it sounds like I'm joking but honestly this was the story I'm <laughs> I'm most interested in I think Zaya has played terrified really well the last few weeks yeah now we're seeing Boa getting branded and now we've got this this old man branding people. We need, we need Kurt Russell to show What's up. What's going on? Solve the mystery. 
Kim Cattrall, I think. Big Trouble in Little China. I, I, I'm very interested. I don't know how it's going to end up relating to, like, wrestling. You know, like, how are you then going to have a match out of this? That's why I don't see it, this, it being this guy. I feel you've got to be leading to someone, right? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's got to be another wrestler. There's got to be something. Otherwise, it's just what we've just got two terrified members of talent <laughs> with like a okay. lot of bad stuff going on in their personal life. Yeah. But how does it relate to a match at the end of it? Because that's what stories should drive to, right? Right. Damn. There's so many ways this could go. First, we we laughed and said her family, her family. Well, maybe it is her family. We don't know. Where? Wait a second. We're we're missing a huge pivotal point in the episode. Where was Zia Lee? Where was Zia Lee? Why wouldn't she fight? Why did this guy come out? Will we see Boa again? Well, well, he just got Are we just going to see this guy and Boa's going to disappear and then eventually this guy's going to disappear? There's so many questions. What was marked on his hand? What did he mark on his hand? What? Where was Zia Lee? What was Triple H smoking when he came up with this? Oh. (laughs) So many questions. Chris Leone just said it's a Leah behind Oh my God. It was right there in front of us. I'm, I'm for it. Why didn't Honestly, we see if, that? If it is a li- like, yeah, feud of the year, feud of the decade. <laughs> this is better storytelling than Hangman Page Kenny Omega. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, it's Aaliyah. Zaya Leah. We got to yeah. have the match one more time, and then Zaya Leah. Right. What does that leave the Boa family? and this old dude? Uh, I don't know. Are we having a mixed tag challenge again anytime? <laughs> well, wait. Is this guy? This older dude's not wrestling. We're gonna get another guy. He'll manage. This. He'll be the manager. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is, NXT doesn't normally do this shit. That's why it's very standout. But I I think they're playing it well. I think both Boa and Xia Lee have played their roles really well. This dude looked terrifying. I love the entrance with all the smoke and the the dragons. The dragon. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I don't know who this guy is. NXT, we like an entrance in, in NXT. It gets people over, a good entrance. Dragons are over. Dragons are over. Yeah. They're popular. So. Um, I think this guy is like warming up for. Waiting's team this year, maybe. Oh, for the Dragons. For the Dragons. Yeah, I mean, he would be a perfect manager for Way's team last year yeah. of the Dragons. It's, yeah. This guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm not going to lie. It's definitely, I think you're right. It's definitely going in like some sort of mob kind of family tradition kind of mm. thing. Uh, obviously, you could say like a triad angle or a storyline. Uh, yeah. But I, I think you're right. Maybe there will be a wrestler that gets introduced into this kind of because they're all like, well dressed in the suits and yeah, yeah, uh, I'm interested. It's really, really ridiculous. And like the fact that that he like marks something on his hand is like, what are they going into like? Or MJ said it could have been the Robert Stone brand. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think it's Robert. No, Stone. no, I don't think so. Uh, what dragon? Sh- Shingo could be the American dragon. Could be all the dragons. Just like Daniel Bryan. He's coming back He's with, coming through back. this guy, with this guy on in his team. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to take on Boa? What? We got to find out who this guy is. Is he just an actor? Is it like an old, like, it's got to be a debut for someone, I, I feel. I so, think so. I yeah. think that makes most sense. And yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. So highlight of our week is watching, we thought we were tuning into a wrestling show and then we got some sort of, I don't even know what kind of angle this was. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and thread. Yeah. So we get a <laughs> we get a August Gray backstage, aka Retro Anthony Green, 
And he's asked about his thoughts on Timothy Thatcher. And he goes, my thoughts on Tim. And he's attacked by Timothy Thatcher. And they start brawling around the backstage through the hallways here when they start to fight. And Thatcher accidentally shoves Austin Gray into Dexter Loomis's painting that he did earlier. And Dexter shows up. It, like, it looked like your picture of the CN Tower after you headbutted it. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it got <laughs> ruined. I I saved it, though. You did? Yeah, Drake still looks good on the CN okay. Tower outside my room. And <laughs> so Dexter stares at him. William Regal gets involved. So Thatcher and Dexter, and they basically say, okay, uh, he's mad at you. You you ruined his painting, so you're going to have a match. Yeah. All right, cool. Is yeah. It, is it better or worse than... You're going to be in a shampoo commercial, but only one of you. Yeah, it's like that. It's like the cup of coffee. Uh, or when didn't Jericho piss on Kane once by accident? Piss on? He pissed on him? I think he pissed. Oh, Ang- no, Kurt Angle pissed on Kane. Right. Oh, wait, that sounds more like Jericho that. spilled his coffee on Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Not that again. <laughs> oh, wow. That's about a year ago. Oh, God, who knows? Uh, so we're going to get Thatcher versus Loomis later, and we're all excited. So we go to our next match, Tony Storm. Versus Candice LeRae. And we have a little insert promo from Candice during her entrance here. And she says she can still hear the cringing and the popping of the tank from last week. And Shotzi, if you get in my way, I will run you over. And as for this punk rock poser, Tony Storm, it'll be the same outcome. She says, don't get in my way. Don't get in my way. She just start running people over would be a great gimmick. That's what she's threatening yeah. everyone with now. Why not? Like Shotzi, yeah. First it's your tank, next it's you. It's like Rikishi and Triple H. And That's, I got that. Yeah. I got that vibe, yeah. Uh, so Tony versus Candice, and Tony starts off by working the arm and like the shoulder, spinning Candice around by the arm here. Um, and every time Candice tries to get offense, Tony one-ups her, countering move for move. Uh, but on the outside, Tony runs into the steel steps, which gives Candice the offense. And Candice continues to work on her during picture-in-picture. Picture. When we come back, there's a strike fest when Tony hits a headbutt, and then a German suplex, and then the hip attack in the corner, the butt-butt if you will. Then a beautiful fisherman suplex with a bridge here, but Candace kicks out at two. They start to fight up on the top rope, and Candace goes for her patented swinging avalanche neckbreaker, but gets dumped and gets dropped, and Tony hits a senton, but as the two of them now are kind of scuffling after a two-count, Candace gets a roll-up and gets her feet on the ropes, just like Jay White, how he beat Kota Ibushi. For the fucking it was, briefcase. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Candice LeRae pins Tony Storm. And after this match goes down, Ghostface shows up. But, huh, Ghostface looks a little smaller this week. <laughs> a lot smaller. <laughs> Ghostface attacks Tony Storm with Candice. Shotzi's involved. Ghostface and Shotzi are going at it. Ghostface and Candice beat up Shotzi. They do a kind of a double stomp to to Shotzi, leaving her laying. Yeah, it's Candice's new move where she like stomps down on the head, but it, the double one didn't kind of look good. Ghostface reveals themselves, and no, it's not. Uh, Was it Ben Loomis? No. Someone Loomis. Billy Loomis? Billy Loomis, yeah. that's right, yeah. It's not Billy Loomis. 
It's also also not Shaggy from Scooby Doo. It's Indy Hartwell. Yeah. Shock horror. Yeah. Okay. So clearly, it was not Indy when it was like the dude Scarface. Uh, yeah, Scarface. Well, we Ghostface. thought there were two. There still might be. Um. Yeah. It was. I, I hope not. Like, I kind of feel this is, like, Halloween's done now. Yeah. I say as we're about to release a Friday 13th review, but <laughs> Halloween's done. Like, it's kind of, I think this is it, this reveal. I don't okay. think we're going to see any more ghost faces. Uh, <laughs> but I did think maybe they were toying with the idea of two. But right. We haven't really seen Austin Theory, who was our thought, but this was definitely someone else. Than, this didn't look like the same ghost It was definitely before. Austin Theory. Before. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, it's Indy Hartwell. Obviously, they've been building that up for a, a few weeks now. It was fine. Um, match was fine. I guess we're getting Indy Hartwell and Candice versus Shotzi and Tony in a couple of weeks, probably. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's this whole Ghostface was fun for Halloween Havoc, but it's like a couple of weeks now. I'm kind of just. It feels silly. It feels childish. Well, it's over now. It is over. Yeah, unless we still get some other one. Uh, John Cena in the chat says that, uh, is it Leon Ruff's name was actually pasted over Austin Theory. Mm. So maybe there's something to do with that and storyline with Austin Theory, even though he quit and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I just, for me, feuds of running over toy tanks and then running around dressed as a, a serial killer from a film... 25 yeah. years ago. We'd rather an old guy show up and put markings on your hand as a yeah. old dress. <laughs> at least it feels fresh and it's also being played seriously. Whereas this, it's, come on, you're running over a toy tank. It's not a toy. I know but... it means something to her, but it's there's only so much investment I can get into that. And it, it's been going a bit. There's only so long. much investment I can get into NXT this week. Yeah. Uh, because then we go to Tyler Breeze and Fandango who they are in our main event tonight for the tag titles, a rematch against the Pat Pack. And they basically talk some shit again about Pat here. And they say that tonight is not the fun Breezango. It's the serious Breezango. Tonight is our rematch. And tonight we become two-time tag team champions. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Not the fun Breezango. No fun to be had on this. this yeah, show. there wasn't much fun to be had tonight. <laughs> Well, it's funny you said that, um, because up next is Dexter Loomis versus Timothy Thatcher. This was so much fun. Yeah. So Thatcher is technically the one who injured Loomis, was he not, in that like match time? It ago, was, five yeah, one. one of those qualifier things a while ago. So it's kind of the retribution, if you will. Uh, Thatcher is throwing Loomis around, doing all his Thatcher Thatch can Thatch stuff, and does a belly to belly toss, which was pretty tight. Um, and then there's, um, there's, uh, Loomis who like no sells after getting thrown out of the ring. Loomis hits a spine buster on Tim. Uh, but then on the outside, when he tries to escape, he throws Dexter's shoulder first into the post. Back in the ring, there's like a hatch suplex and then a commercial break. But when we come back, Thatcher is working the arm and starts to slam the arm and the shoulder onto the mat. And then I think inadvertently stomps on his head by accident, but then continues to beat him up. Dexter fights back with a clothesline bulldog combo out of the corner. And they continue to say, look at the icy stare, the icy stare, the icy eyes of Dexter Loomis. He's so icy. So, so icy. They fight up top and there's this silence, which now Loomis is going to try to do this like 
Yurinagi sit out side effect submission hold, but it's Thatcher who falls off the top. Loomis hits a swanton, a little overshot, but still hits him with it for a two count. He then takes his shirt off because he's hyped up. He goes for the silence again. Thatcher counters that into some sort of armbar and then basically transitions that move into another crucifix type, some not submission, pin and gets the pin. Thatcher pins Loomis, uh, has the shoulders down, but literally seconds after the bell rings for the victory, Cameron Grimes, out of nowhere, attacks Dexter Loomis, um, and then puts a burlap Wait, sack. Cam- Cameron Grimes caused the win. Cameron Grimes, Cameron caused- Grimes ran out beforehand, causing the distraction. I didn't even for- see that. Yeah, he caused wow. the distraction for the roll-up. Okay. He actually distracted him out of the silence to stop Dexter from hitting the he, silence. He, like, ran out and grabbed at him. Oh, something. man. I, I didn't even book that. I must have been looking away at one point here. Uh, that, then it kind of protected Loomis, Loomis. in this loss. Yeah. Uh, I, I was dead on arrival from the beginning of this match, to be completely honest. But uh, Grimes attacks him, puts a burlap sack over his head, and continues to beat him up. It's Friday the 13th Part 2 vibes here with the burlap sack. Cameron Grimes gets a chair, beating the hell out of him, and then hits like the cave-in to a blinded Loomis while like the chair is sat on the chair. Standing. That looked really cool. That yeah. looked really cool, yeah. Uh, but... Cameron Grimes kind of standing tall here saying, I'm not scared of you anymore, Loomis, and then laughs and walks off. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't really, I, I don't know. I, I, this was a whole big, big groan from me from the beginning. There's, yeah, I'm trying to work out how to make it work because I, I actually, I, I really like Thatcher, uh, as a wrestler. And I think when he first signed to WWE, people were kind of worried because, uh, how are they going to work with his kind of character? Because he doesn't have the best promo or kind of personality, but in the ring, he's great. And I think they presented him pretty well to start with, with like the Matt Riddle feud. And he had like his matches with, was it only Lorcan? And he was billed just as this like badass wrestler. And I think it kind of worked. And when they started to try and inject maybe some personality with these Thatcher's Thatch can, it, it hasn't been working and it hasn't really been clicking with him. And then I don't think Dexter Loomis is really the kind of person you should be feuding with either. Um, Loomis, I, I quite like as a character. I think he's got it down really well. His matches are okay. Like mm. his one against Roddy was horrible, but he's had some okay matches, but I think he's more just. I don't know. This just wasn't wasn't for me. I really switched off during this. Yeah, I, I did too. And like like I said, it's the fact that I didn't even catch. The, I, I I was doing dinner tonight. Uh, we didn't come up with a creative NXT name for it. No, Charizo something. They didn't come out with a creative match. Did they? <laughs> so I, I don't. Know, I th- I see that Thatcher's more of the 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 project. I think could work. And it's a shame, really, you don't have those live crowds because I think he's someone that. You put Thatcher versus Kyle O'Reilly on in front of a crowd, it would tear the house down. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people like your Kyle O'Reilly's, your Roderick Strong's, your, okay, Matt Riddle's moved up, but those kind of people that he'd work with really well and could put on some really exciting matches. And I don't think you need to bill him more than that. You look at Volta, he's hardly doing songs and dances on NXT UK every week to keep everyone entertained. But you know it's a Walter match. You're going to watch it. 
Like we don't watch NXT UK, but it's a Walter title defense. I'm probably going to stick it on. And you don't need to know much more than this guy's a fucking killer. Right. And I think that's kind of what you need to do with Thatcher. Yeah, they like, totally give him less him mic down. time and trying to do these comedic heel He's stuffs with these so boring. Can. It's dull. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this wasn't for me. So no. we're going to get another Cameron Grimes L- Loomis match, I guess. But. A rematch of a rematch. Re-matches. I just think there are, yeah, there are other like pairings that would work better for all these characters. These are just, these are like B, C characters yeah, right now. And exactly. this whole show feels like we got C, B characters, really. Uh, yeah, it does. Johnny Gargano does. losing to a D character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just weird. The whole show feels just no star power, no heat at whatsoever. And, like, I, and I think it, so much of NXT has been full cell over the years. I mean, people give full cell grief, but they really wow. will put over. We're, we're missing full cell? But I think we are because oh. they, they really help. By watching the kind of live shows that aren't on TV, they start to know all these lesser-known talents. So when they're on TV, they kind of know their chants, their songs. They they really put over people in the past, whereas this kind of mini Thunderdome atmosphere where you've just got PC talent, it's it's not helping. It doesn't feel organic. And I feel maybe NXT suffering the most rather than Raw and SmackDown with that live atmosphere. It just doesn't feel special. It's like when we do Was Next and we comment on how the crowd help page become a huge star how biggie langston got so over like 100 full sale actually did help absolutely stars, yeah. definitely well, i've been to full sale you you can tell people are so behind the the people like champ and gargano are over because they were so good to, to the fans too but i understand wow we miss full sale <laughs> I, i've been complaining about the thatcher thatch can thing it's been super boring the loomis thing had its halloween like climax and then it's like you're still trying to but you're still it, trying to it, that's what i mean it's same with the ghost facing it's still like grimes being scared about halloween it's yeah it feels childish to me a lot of this yeah very very not not anything i'm interested no we go to johnny gargano he's outside william regal's office and he says he's calmly going to talk to william regal he knocks on the door. Regal opens. He says, Mr. Wi- William Regal, I took your advice and I cooled down. I'm Lucy Goosey. The match with Leon Ruff should have gotten thrown out. It should be reversed. It's the right thing to do. And he, and William Regal's like, no, you asked for this match. And Johnny gets mad, starts having a tantrum. Are you freaking kidding me? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Regal, it was rigged. It was a joke. It was a goof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the champion. And Regal says, actually, no, Johnny. The decision stands and the curse is alive. Ruff is the champion. Johnny's like, this is a joke. And freaks out and walks off all furious and mad. So will Johnny get a rematch possibly down the line? Maybe. Do the rematch clauses count in NXT? I know they're not on main roster anymore. but I guess not, considering he would have had one against Priest. Again, so True. I see them fighting again, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I see Priest maybe coming out on top with the title again. It flip flops around or something like that. Priest turns heel again and beats up Ruff. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone beats up Ruff. <laughs> he just, we don't know where that car was going. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I like the conspiracy theories on today's show. So you're saying he's like, yeah, take this car. I don't know. Someone check wwe.com was yeah, there some yeah. like post angle where <laughs> oh my god the black what was it black challengers black taken challenger. out oh my god there's so many angles with parking lots and cars and 
things. Jeez. We have a video from Tomasa Champa. He says it's, he's been in this industry 16 years and he's come across tough guys. He's trained with the best tough guys. Killer Kowalski, Harley Race. But times have changed. Killer Kowalski, the, one of the most famous killers in wrestling. <laughs> Listen to one of our Patreon shows. You'll know what we're talking about. Champa says, uh, I look around the locker room now and everybody's apparently tough. If you ask them, they say they're tough and they have no problem telling you how tough they are. It's the world we live in. You complain, you get rewarded. You bark loud enough, long enough, they fear the bite. There's actions without consequences. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit old school. Maybe I'm a last of a dying breed. But this culture, 2020 locker room culture, it's going to change. Tomasa Champa is that change. And he sits up and throws his chair and walks off. I'm kind of intrigued by this character. It feels like he's playing those veterans who are like, you know, taught like Jim Cornette a bit. Like, wrestling's not what it used to be and people aren't tough anymore. It feels like he's kind of channeling that character. But it works for him because he does look like a tough guy. Yeah. He does look like a killer. Who do you see as being the... Like, I would say if an Austin Theory was around, that's kind of, But we've already had that sort of yeah. theory match. But he seems the kind of character that this would be aimed at. Who do you see as... Because it's Champa. He's still a big deal. Who would the feud be? Well, he's, Dream is hopefully done yeah. with this. Like, I I think we finished that feud now. I would he hope. says it's the, the whole everyone thinks they're tough. So I don't know who thinks they're tough here in Priest. Uh, he could go after Priest for that title. Ch- earlier, I did gloss over the wheel Johnny mm. did. It was landing on Champa, and he's like, oh, oh, could it be Champa? Could it be? And, like, obviously the fuck not. That's done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who he's talking about, but he needs to have another solid feud. I I kind of predict Champa versus Finn as your next, like, t- big title match to okay. keep up. Uh, it's funny you say that because next week, live, Finn Balor will be uh, in the arena to talk. I don't feel that goes with the narrative, though. Like, this character sounds like it's it's calling out the younger talent. Finn right. is a veteran like him. Like they, yeah. they've had the same sort of career. I wouldn't say it's one of your like undisputed era lot or your Finns or it sounds like it's more of a rookie up and comer. Well, if you complain, you get rewarded. He's complaining. He's talking about Johnny Gargano complaining, but he didn't get rewarded. He did. I don't know. Yeah, who is he talking about? Pat McAfee. Champ is going to join the the Kings. Join the Kings or take on the Kings? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's still so like. Uh, like gray here you don't know what he's talking yeah i don't even know if they know yeah yeah it's but he's a good promo he's a good promo it's pretty much the same promo he cut yeah like the week before but but yeah finn balor (laughs) yeah finn balor's next week so there could they could be they'll be addressing that title i guess and And hopefully he's good to come back he's been off a few weeks now hope he's all right yeah Mm. so we have a prime target for io shirai and rhea ripley and EO says, you don't have setbacks. You do not have failure. Uh, I don't look back. I don't, I don't have these things, Rhea. Everyone finds out that I stopped momentum. I've taken on the best and I've defeated the best. It's taken you, Rhea, months to recover from your loss at WrestleMania. That doesn't happen to me. Rhea, I'm not afraid of nightmares. Rhea says she does not quit and 
you have clips of, I think, Sean, Sean Hayes and Sarah Amato basically saying like, Rhea, you're a badass. Remember, you're a badass and talking about her and her training and stuff. And we're, you will go into the same emotional low, says EO, after I beat you for good. So it ends with Rhea saying, I'm taking back the title, whether EO likes it or not. Next week, EO Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Women's Championship. I thought this was a weak build to this. Um, yeah, I feel like it's used clips of the same clips. I feel we've seen this prime target before for other matches, definitely. Well, Rhea, I'm not afraid of Nightmare, is what she said. So it's Yeah, like, that's it's what the, I mean. It's they, the same they've clips. taken the same stuff. Yeah, they've on, definitely filmed like, some new stuff. Like the match and stuff Yeah, like that. Uh, it's very I don't strange. know, obviously, Io Shirai's... It's not like English is her first language, so to do maybe a contract signing or something like that is a bit harder, but it just felt very uninspired because these are your two top full-time women in NXT. I say that because we obviously had the, like the Charlotte thing, but yeah. it, there was no build to this, I don't feel. Like, like it, I would have liked her sort of in-ring segment or a backstage thing or something this week. To hype up. Even Rhea being a heel or something, because Eos are baby face. Yeah. She's a cool baby face, but like, I don't know. There's no, yeah. They, it just felt like, yeah, copy and paste. This very, prime target. Very, yeah. This wasn't even a prime target. You can't put this no. in the same thing. They've had good ones. This was oh, like, for sure. not like, like that. When I think of prime targets, I think of going back to their, like that, um, that Volta one where they're going to, like, his WXW training gym. And, yeah. Or you're going to Ohio and you're seeing, Gargano going to his old training school and that kind of thing. Going very personal, right. not just, I had a shit 2020. You know what, Rhea? So did I. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was just okay. Like, I want to see this match, but it just, the the build seems a little weak. It does, yeah. Um, so we're getting that next week as well on NXT. But it's time for the main event. It's for the brand. The Kings come out, but their Titantron is all for the brand. And we get a recap of them just killing Killian Dane last week with the car. More car injuries. All the car injuries in wrestling. Pat McAfee, Peter Dunn, and... Did you call him Peter? Yeah. <laughs> Oni Larkin and... Daniel Birch. The other guy. <laughs> uh, Pete Dunn has clearly lent Danny Birch his tanning supplies oh boy or took him to the same place he goes it's so uneven i just think they went to like a i think they went to some like election watch along party fancy dress and both picked trump because they've got that same they're so uneven tan why are they so tan not blended in at the ears with the makeup why is it and stuff why? it's bizarre yeah. i don't understand like you look fine without this i don't it's brits though like brits you don't. You get a few weeks of sun like this a year. Yeah, they're now living in Florida. Right, they're gonna be hit like hitting the tanning beds all the time. Damn, I just he stood out. That like he's so tan. Everyone's thought last week Pete Pete Dunn was like so tanned, and then he just shows up still tanned, still jacked. But then he's standing next to I mean Birch. the story on commentary for half the match <laughs> <It's> as well. Like- <laughs> so <laughs> Pat McAfee has the microphone. He says, Pete Dunn is a terror. He says, Kyle O'Reilly, dead. That big, hairy Irish bastard, his face is dead. We're the best four-man group in wrestling, and don't forget it. 
I was flying down here to this hellhole of Orlando. I was getting tweets from Tom Brady. I saw that my, my company's up for $150 million right now. Today's a great day. But I almost died on my landing, essentially. He says his, <laughs> la- his landing was a little choppy. That some bitch turned sideways, but I'm still here. And I'm here for the dumbest community, which is the wrestling community. You don't deserve to watch this. Then he calls Vic Joseph Slim Reaper, and then he calls Wade Barrett Bad News Barrett. Barrett. (laughs) And tonight's the greatest night in NXT history, because we're here. Let's do this. I feel, we say on the other show about how, when we look at Ricky Starks, we think of kind of The Rock from 1998, like that kind of rock. Yeah. Um... I, Pat was going for some rock vibes tonight with his turtleneck, with the chain around it. That's but it was bitch. like a weird turtleneck t-shirt. He quoted the rock. And then that turned that some bitch sideways, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Pat McAfee's the next rock. I think he is. <laughs> He's halfway there already. Yeah, you're right. Who'll get there first, Ricky Starks or Pat McAfee? I don't know, I never saw the rock do a tope con off the top turnbuckle to the outside. Uh, who did that? Pat, Pat? McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the takeover against Adam Cole. Uh, so this leads us to our main event, which is Breezango challenging for the titles they lost against Team 1-2, the Brit and Brawlers, or the Kings of NXT, or the brand, whatever you want to call them, the Pat Pack, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. Uh, Breezango attacked them right away because they're pissed off. I, I will say we, we took a commercial break after the promo, and we did come back to Cameron Grimes saying that he's not afraid of Dexter Loomis and that he caved him in. Did you see that? But I got somewhere to be. I got to be on the moon. Yeah. And he walks off. He's faced his fears. Don't they say to do that? Like, if yeah. you're afraid of, like, spiders, like, put a tarantula in your hand. That kind of thing. Yeah. And because he was like, yeah, I, I, I admit I'm scared of Dexter Loomis. But I've killed him now. Do you ever Take face your out. fears? Sometimes. I once put a giant. I multiple times now put snakes around my neck. I've come. It oh, helps. Yeah. It helps. You don't ever face your fears? Um, I'm trying to think what I'm scared of. I saw you back on Tinder, so maybe you do. (laughs) (laughs) Enough about that. (laughs) So face your fears, Cameron Grimes. He did. It worked for him. So if you learned anything, do that. Uh, Breezango, attack, one, two, early on this match. And there's a series of super kicks onto the outside. Uh, There's a spot where Tyler Breeze and Fandango throw Danny Birch like into Pete Dunne and Pat McAfee. And... Danny Birch is like upside down here and his foot legit like shoot hits Pat in the face. Oh yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of when Renee Young got it, I think got like someone's boot thrown That's at her. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it looked like it really hurt. The best is when it happens to JR because you see he gets so pissed. <laughs> there was a time recently, wasn't it when MJF took out Jericho like oh, in the yeah. go home show? Yeah. And Last week. or it was something like that recently, and JR was clearly not ready for oh. it. And it happened in, with Jay White in New Japan, and JR just—he's at the age now where he just can't hide his emotions. Oh. So if he's mad about something, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd be mad if I'm doing my job and I get kicked in the face. Yeah, it's pretty great. Well, it's okay that it happened to Pat. So uh, they go to commercial break. When we come back, Pat is like now like not sitting. He's kind of like all around the place because he's furious that he got kicked in the face. We have Birch who hits a backbreaker on Breeze, uh, but he fires back with a slingshot to Danny Birch and then tags in Fandango. Uh, he takes on Oni here. There's a clothesline turning him inside out and 
a falcon arrow for a two count. There's then a tope off the apron to everybody. Uh, Oni and Dango are up on the top in the ring. And then Pat McAfee is like making a distraction here, doing the, all the classic distraction referee. He's clearly watched a lot of wrestling and he's oh, doing yeah. like the football poses. He's going as yeah, someone else. All crazy. Around. But Drake Maverick runs in and he kicks Oni Larkin, kind of stopping him from hitting this move. And then Fandango, uh, hits like the top rope leg drop, his finishing move, but Oni kicks out. Uh, there's Pete Dunn who kind of gets involved. There's just chaos. Pat's still getting involved. Drake's there. Uh, Birch headbutts Dango. And then there's the assisted DDT and they pin Fandango and the Kings of NXT retain their NXT tag team titles. And then they continue to, to pose here, but Maverick off the top jumps. They catch him. They beat the hell out of him. There's like a X-plex onto the announce table. And then they attack Fandango and Tyler Breeze. And then they hold Tyler dangling over the commentary table, similar to how Adam Cole once was. And Pat McAfee does his running punt, knocks Tyler Breeze out, says, we are awesome. We're the greatest. You suck. As NXT goes off the air. Um... Yeah, I look, I like these guys. I like Breezango. I like Birch and Lorcan. To main event, no. no. Yeah, this it's is really especially weak. Especially when we haven't had anything of some like star quality the whole show. I think I, I'm into the, the faction, but this looks, when we're talking about Undisputed Era versus these guys at War Games, it looks like we could be getting Breezango. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick versus these guys. War games. War games. Wow, that I, sounds hype. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe what is Adam Cole's status? Is he injured right now, or is he just taking a bit of time off? Or I I, I don't I don't know because we've only seen him on like tablet, haven't we? Right. Yeah. For a few weeks, he says Ridge hurt him, and it's been a while. And then like there was the the, the takeouts. Remember, like the whole undisputed yeah. era was was taken out. So. They're either still selling this injury or I don't know what, but, uh, so sorry, but like, I, as I said, I like these guys, but these aren't my A-listers to, I think the tag team titles have been at that level before where they can main event. I don't think these are the guys to be main eventing. I'm sorry. There's no star power here. Sorry. There isn't any star power. This is no heat. Like I mentioned, this whole show, no heat. The star power is there as a group, like as a foursome with Pat. Yeah. I I can buy that and I can buy that as an Mm. angle to close the show. But not when it's it's a beatdown on Fandango. To close the show, beating down Undisputed Era, who are stars, Right. yes. Beating down Tyler Breeze, no. Yeah, so I have... This This screams, we're just a unit until after our war games, and then we're disbanded. This the, Even the Titantron for the brand and the music, it's like, no, you're not lasting after right. war games. That's what this screams to me, and I think it's kind of see-through you can see that that's the angle uh i I see them taking out dango drake and dane and then undisputed era get involved and then that eventually sets up war games or some type of war games match uh, if they're allowed to do it that way i mean maybe yeah maybe you could do a i like we're we're assuming war games is coming we don't even know if we're already past the point of the year where well, yeah, war games would come. Yeah, but we do a lot of TV Wednesday specials, right? So, but war games is two rings, two cages. Yeah, like, can we? Can you even fit that? I mean, do it outside. 
Thunderdome only has a couple of weeks left before they've got to move, I believe. Um, Damn. So I don't know if war games will even be a thing. Maybe you'll see uh, like this eight-man tag happen, and it can be a big deal because it's Pat McAfee on a TV match, and then build build to a pay per view. Not necessarily war games, but the right. the eight-man against UE. But yeah, this was just a really lackluster episode of NXT. I feel NXT is a good show. Like it's a good show with some good wrestling and. I like majority of the people there, but it just has lost that it factor. It's lost that star power. It lost the cool factor. It's not the cool show anymore. No, Let's be honest. It's just it's another not. show in the week to watch. It is. It's not the cool show. And I don't know what the the fix is. I mean, I think we've said before, obviously, the the Karrion Cross injury was unfortunate. Not big into Karrion Cross's wrestling, but he feels like a star. Right. Um I think Matt Riddle moved up too soon. I think Keith, Keith Lee, Lee moved up too soon. I think they 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 should be your Gargano's, Champers, Coles now. And those guys who I've just mentioned need to move up. We we've kind of skipped a generation and been left with like mm. a load of kids graduated before the seniors did. You know it. Wow. It feels it's like Doogie Howser. It feels really weird, and you've now got your like good for him, but and. Uh, this seems more of an angle, but Leon Ruff is your right, right North American champion. It it feels like it's really taken a step back. Yeah, when you consider a year ago they were going to be in Survivor Series, they won Survivor Series. They were putting like throwing everything at the wall with USA. It feels like they've gone okay. We're we're the second show now on Wednesdays, and we're okay with that, and we're just gonna do our thing yeah and it's so cold there's just no really cold yeah it's just like not even hype obviously you can tell from the way you're describing tonight's episode and we're always honest and it's like it's just so yeah uh i i didn't quite understand i don't know what's what's missing something is and it's it's just so it's boring it's boring boring. yeah it's boring um so Listen to us talk about AEW on up next <laughs> patreon.com slash up next. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't say this was like necessarily bad. At least we got uh, the highlight of the show. It's it's lacking. I Zia think Lee. it's lacking that. Yeah, that was the best it thing. It was lacking Zaya It's lacking that like A-lister indie talent to come in. And that's what we used to have. We had right. all these good guys, but then you'd have, oh, Adam Cole's coming in. And you had all these other guys from outside. Finn Balor coming in. Kenta coming in. I know Nakamura. where you're going with this. Jay White. Jay White, I think, would help. <laughs> Honestly. The Rascals. Jay White and the Rascals, I think, would freshen things up a lot. Right? They're, they're like the rumors at the moment. Yeah. But Jay White, as you just, you come in, you do the the surprise attack angle to debut, or you do your front row in front of video screens. Oh, God. On an LED, waving, oh, that's Jay White. I think he's a, a main eventer but that would shake things up. He's a main eventer who's scheduled to main event January 5th. So how could he... Oh, what's the Wednesday after that? Uh, a lot of people leave after that week. Yeah, they need to sort out those contracts. <laughs> Why be like, your contract ends January after, 5th. After I'm... Have a month spot. or so. Yeah, yeah. To, but yeah. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying Jay White would be something that ruffles the feathers here, but uh, I just feel well, like... Well, no one, no one in the company there is ruffling feathers it's right just, now. I so feel we like, need something. I just feel like wrestling in general, right? Like... Any hot indie stars go to like the AEW or whatever, or get signed to WWE, and they become bad guys. Essentially, people hate you if you sign to, to companies or whatever. But it's just without indie shows and up and coming people, it's hard because there's not new stars. 
Yeah. Right? Sorry, I just want to, like, roll on the Jay White train. Yeah. Finn Balor's your champion. This is to, like, the original leader of Bullet Club, the current leader right. of Bullet Club. They do dip into that lore sometimes in NXT. That can be, uh, like, WrestleMania main event, and then Finn goes to main roster again. Sure. And Jay sticks around. I mean, this is all assumption, but... Yeah, we're just fantasy we're, booking. We're fantasy booking here, but it needs something like that, I think. But those rascals, though. Yeah, the rascals are great. Bring yeah. them. They're gonna do the. They're gonna do the smoking gimmick, the '70s show gimmick. Why not? When they first debuted on uh, Impact, mm. I got a text from John Pollock. He's like, "You need to watch the rascals." <laughs> <laughs> They've been great. Like, obviously, I do the Impact reports. Yeah. And they just kind of an out of nowhere announced this week. We're just next week's our next week, our last week. Yeah, we're just speculating on rumors and stuff. Dirt but sheets. the tag division look. Your main event was Fandango versus Lorcan and Birch. Yeah, we need new people. Um, the rascals would help that a lot. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Trey would be a great character in your cruiserweight division or North American division. Um, yeah, I, I think we need some, which sounds crazy because the roster's so bloated as it is, but everyone's so bleh. Yeah, we need better stories. We need something. So, uh, old guy who comes in dressed as a dragon suit thing, marking people's hands. That's the most Love exciting it. thing we got out of the episode. Zia Lee needs the main event, the next takeover. Jeez. Whatever it is. Wow, we're really. This is the best story. This is the best. Yeah. Let us know who do you think is that person, uh, coming in with the Zia Lee. We had the chat saying it was Karen Q. I really hope that's not it. No. But uh, we'll see. I'm not familiar with Karen Crew. So uh, that was NXT. That's what we thought. Um, we thought it was kind of meh. Let's see what you thought. Forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night, we'll post up here. You can write comments and questions. And I see the first one from MJ from NJ, who's got a picture of not only joining us for our post show on one screen, but not two screens, but three screens. Wow. He's watching us. That's live. too much Braden Harrington right there. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of f- facial hair. You're not, none of your chest hair sticking out a little bit. Uh, MJ has a comment though with his picture. He says, I watched NXT first tonight so I could tune into the YouTube show while I work forever. So I'm dropping some feedback. It's been a minute. NXT became a brand with a lot of nice guys, good talent, all kind of killing time before eventually being ruined on the main roster. And I'm not going to lie. It totally kills the enjoyment of this show. I love that cruiserweight match because it look I like good wrestling, not because I'm invested in getting behind either guy the way I was in the glory days of Sammy, Kevin, Finn, and Joe. There's just all there are also just way too many talents me- meandering around the roster. Back in the day, programs, feuds, takeover matches, next program, feud call-ups. It's like is Dexter just going to be in NXT doing whatever he does for years? Where exactly is Thatcher going? How are we in year four of Pete Dunne and he's just a guy in a stable? I love Undisputed Era, but their prophecy storyline ended and now they're just still here. The progression that made NXT so unique and exciting in the past has been stripped away and therefore good wrestling show. But compared to how I used to view the brand, it's disappointing. The only talent I feel invested are are in the female talent because I think they're all legit unique characters. I just want the entire show to be the women's division. We go to Paul from New Jersey. Fear the wheel. Gargano should have known better. That Shotzi Blackheart promo had some real intentional, unintentional comedy in there. I so badly wanted her to bring up her dad. I like Indy Hartwell. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like how he just slipped that in there. Got you. Nice. Um, It's like, you know, when ACH went on his 
Fran. And I like Caleb Braxton. I like Caleb Braxton. <laughs> She's like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Caleb Braxton's cute. Uh, anyway, this week's Kona question. If we were booking Kona's return, what would you do? Who would he feud with? Um, Put him in the brand. Like the brand? The Zia Lee? Oh my God. They're not called He's the, the brand. leader. The dragons? Whoa. He's not a dragon though. He's not like, I don't know. Put I put him with Pat. Yeah. I put him with Pat. Yeah. Would you do that? Sure. Yeah. Him and Pat. <laughs> tag team. I don't know. I just want to see him on TV. I just want him back. Yeah. He's the leader of the, the dragon Yeah, crew. I think so. I think that would be a great... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just I... comes in smiling, riding a dragon. He's the, the finest. He's the finest. And he wants Boa and Zaya to be the finest too. I think so. The He's finest. just helping his friends. We go to Sango from Malaysia. Hey, what's up? He says, just want to send my congratulations to the new North American champion, Leon Ruff. Always hyped to see fresh faces get involved in big storylines, especially those without much indie cred going into NXT. So we're seeing some love for Leon Ruff tonight. We go to Crooked Letter 9. The love-hate relationship between Johnny Wrestling and Wheels took a turn for the worst. Leon Ruff becoming North American champion evoked Razor123Kid vibes. Candice LeRae versus Tony Storm was very good with Indy Hartwell revealing herself to be a ghost face. The Kings of NXT running roughshod over the main event was chaotic. Next week looks to be loaded with Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley facing off and the return of Finn Balor. I hope it's good news. Karrion Cross may not be that far behind. A decent episode. Yeah, so what? You think Karrion Cross is going to show up to confront Finn Balor? Because there's rumors that he's ready to oh, go. If he's ready, so, like, why There's not? an interesting... Yeah storyline that crossroads there and our final piece here mystery who says hiya here's my feedback my man leon ruff johnny should have known better to then to rig the wheel on a serious note i think the title change was also done to put the north american title on pat or pete dunn yeah that is exactly what i i think as well pete dunn looks a lot a little naked out there when his boys got the tag titles mm. uh so it would make sense without Taking the title away from Johnny, who's clearly a bad guy. Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley for the title next week. How surprising. Who do you guys have winning? My money is on Io, if just for the fact that Rhea kind of tipped her hand in a fairly decent interview about wanting to move to the main roster and getting her payback with Charlotte, along with feuding with the other stars. With Survivor Series coming up and Lana being put through tables each week, I have to imagine whoever loses next week is being called up to replace her and probably carry Team Raw to victory for the women. Uh, okay. Oh, so Instead you think of... that soon that Rhea will lose and move up to captain okay. the team? Okay, do it. I think she's moving up. Yeah, I, I see. Um, answering your question, I, I'm picking EO to win next week. Yeah, me too. Uh, continuing, Mystery says, still don't care about Timothy Thatcher, and I hope the Undisputed Era returns soon, although I could live without Bobby Fish returning due to his very questionable political leanings and viewpoints. Oh, Interesting. No question of the week this week. Thank All you, right. Mystery. Thank you, everyone, for feedback. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. And tuning in live here on our YouTube and as let's well. thank some wonderful patrons as well who, with their support, allow us to keep this show free for you each and every week. I want to say thank you to Jason Dimiterko. Thank you, Jason. You're the greatest. I want to say thank you to Chris Masterton. Masterson, excuse me. You're also the greatest. I want to say thank you to... Terence. I like Terence. Just Terence. Terence is cool. Thank you to Matthew Yanez and thank you to Rob McDonald. Thank you very much, thank guys. Thank you to both. You're both awesome. Thank you to Megan Youssef. Magan. Magan. 
You're awesome as well. Thank you to John Taylor. Thank you to Callum Johnston. Thank you to Sean. Just Sean. Sean Just Sean. Uh, you're all patrons on our Patreon, and we want to say thank you uh, for supporting. And thank you for listening and supporting this show. They are the people who keep this show free every Wednesday. And we'll continue to do NXT, even though if we don't like it, like we didn't like tonight's. Uh, but every Wednesday, we record live on our YouTube, youtube.com slash up next. And of course, you're listening to this. You found the podcast wherever you find your podcast. But uh, we do so many podcasts, like we mentioned, all the Survivor Series shows that we've been doing uh the ecw show the was next that we've mentioned all that stuff patreon.com slash up next for the schedule for all the shows five dollars a month north american tier gets you access to everything and that's it thank you for listening we'll be back next week chatting all about uh, the progression of the dragons i i need to that's the only storyline we got going so we're gonna go forward with that can we agree on that yeah i think so that's it so. can all that's agree. what i'm looking forward to okay tune into nxt next week <laughs> to find out what is happening with xia lee and boa take care guys it was a rough night take care goodbye be safe ahoy ahoy Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.